When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Uh, the big news today, though, South Carolina getting a commitment from Tranilius Tatum, a uh, four-star linebacker, Jonesboro, Georgia, um, a, a kid that is a top 250 player in the country, according to rivals, four-star prospect, um, one of the best sort of true inside linebacker type kids, and uh, a really nice pickup for, for South Carolina. Uh, Chris, uh, we'll go into the film here in a second, but uh, big picture, your, your thoughts on the pickup of Tatum. Well, I actually spoke this morning with a high school coach in Georgia whose team played against Tatum last season and and said, you know, give me your thoughts from a coaching perspective. And um, he had a couple main thoughts. One of them was that he's still a little bit raw. I'll go into why. That's not a negative at all. Um, still a little bit raw, but the term he used was grown man, you know, just in terms of size and his physical ability, his physical traits. The reason I think Coach described him as still a little bit raw is, you know, if you look at his film, Wes, he's someone that you're looking at almost exclusively playing in the box, you know, run game. And I, I sort of I told the coach, I said, I, I don't really get a great feel for what he can do in space. And he said, well, a lot of that's just related to their scheme. You know, they're, they're scheming to stop the run. That's how they use him. Um, he's not asked to cover a lot in space. So when Tatum gets to college, when he gets to South Carolina, that'll be an adjustment for him. But the good news is he has from an instinct standpoint, football IQ from a physical trait standpoint, um, he's got the ability to do it. But I think he's an impressive guy on film. The size checks out. Uh, he can certainly, he's very comfortable playing in the box, blitzing, whether it's off the edge, run blitzing, shooting gaps. He's a sure tackler. So I think there's a lot to like about Tatum as, with this pickup. Yeah, and, you know, let's go big picture for a second, Chris. I mean, dude, you talk about back-to-back uh, getting a guy like Bryce Still, who, um, you know, I, I, we, we talked about this just uh, recently, how nice, how good-looking of a prospect as this kid is and and how he's a, a guy that just fits the mold of what you're looking for in a linebacker in today's college football game. You know, I, I look at it, and to me, these two guys pair together very nicely. Um, like you're talking about uh, – Trenelius may be more of that inside-the-box uh, blitzing, um, hold-up-against-the-run type linebacker. And then you have a guy like Bryce Still, who is a, a former safety, still in some ways um, views himself as like a safety in a linebacker's body as far as his coverage ability. And, um, you know, I'm thinking if you were going to sort of scheme up a defense and maybe use one guy to, to his skill set and use the other to, to his skill set, to me, this fits well, where – if down the road, you know, obviously South Carolina has linebackers already in the pipe, but down the road um, when these two guys are, are maybe juniors and potentially starting alongside each other, um, I, I think they fit in well. I, I don't think South Carolina's done at linebacker yet, but even if, if these were your two guys in the class, I think they'll take one or two more. But if these were your two guys, 
you'd actually, I, I believe, feel pretty good, especially about throwing those guys on top of a, a Mo Caba, who I, I think we're all very high on from the last class. Yeah, I mean, Mo Caba and, you know, Gilbert, I, always, I almost always forget about Gilbert Edmond from the last class just because he was a signing day uh, get, a signing day flip, and he was also a guy that, you know, sort of unique in that he was sort of thought of as a rush-in, but South Carolina wants to at least give him a look you know, inside or as, as a Mike Will type player. So Kaba, I mean, we've heard rave reviews about him. They loved him during recruiting. They've, he's checked all the boxes since he's gotten on campus with what he's been able to do, you know, in, in the course of recovering and getting 100% from that knee injury before things got shut down as an early enrollee. But, you know, a, a, a nice smaller but nice class for them last year. And these two guys, you're right. I mean, they got some unique sort of strengths with Steel being – someone who could have played safety, had that big safety-looking type body, and Tatum, who's, who looks like a guy who can continue to fill out, continue to get bigger. What is he listed at 6'2", I think 210 West, 215? Mm-hmm. Certainly can get bigger and is is really comfortable, you know, playing in the box. I think they've got a couple guys with some versatility and certainly guys that are talented and productive at the high school level, and, and they have physical traits that can carry over to the SEC, which is what you want in a prospect. Yeah, I want to thank everybody that's joining us now live. Uh, if you're listening on our other platforms later on, uh, please, uh, you know, give us a follow on Facebook, give us a subscription on YouTube, and uh, just so you can watch these live when we do them. Of course, we do post them later on. Um, let's see, we got one chatter in there right now. Barwick, uh, appreciate you joining. Anybody else, uh, put your questions. And if you're watching this on the embed, just uh, click through and, and watch it directly on YouTube. And then you can put your questions there in the little chat and we will get to them as we go. But I think a for South Carolina, a, a, a big commit, it was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, when, when Chad Simmons called me earlier this week and was like, you know, Trenelius Tatum's about to commit to South Carolina. Um, I was like, you know, really? That's it's a little bit of a surprise to me. I know Georgia Tech was in a position where I think they were probably the early leader. They got in on him first, Chris. Um, we're able to really just sort of build some familiarity there, I think, with him and the program. But the the sense is to me that, one, even though he went to Georgia Tech many times, um, he just didn't quite get the vibe there that he got at South Carolina. He took a visit the first weekend of February. That um, I, I saw you, you talk to him right after that visit, Chris. But that visit ended up being ridiculous for, for South Carolina, I think, as far as making a big move, him just – getting a, a feel for the program. He, he mentioned uh, to Chad, actually, and Chad relayed it to me, that um, Will Muschamp basically contacted him in, in some way, um, like, I, I think, basically every day. Um, that he's heard from South Carolina every day since he got the offer. And that, that Will Muschamp's personal recruiting touch and the fact that he said he knows, like, nine coaches at, at South Carolina. So just the – the fact that they not only have their head coach so involved, but they sort of, we call it team recruiting, which is a sense of your entire recruiting team, your entire coaching staff is building a relationship with the kid as opposed to just um, their position coach or just their area coach. So I, I think all those things help South Carolina be able to pass Georgia Tech. And, and I think playing the SEC and just the status of the program, even though, they had the disappointing year last year, uh, just the, the facilities, the sort of SEC backing, all those things, 
I think he he took that visit and realized that it was a much more I would say football oriented school than than he was probably witnessing at Georgia Tech. And that's why it's so important to get these guys on campus, you know, early. Not not that a Feb you know this February isn't really quote unquote an early visit for a 2021 guy, but getting in on them early, which South Carolina certainly did here. They've had traction, some type of traction with Tatum for quite a while, you know, since the staff offered and then getting them in and getting them in as many times as you can. And so you're right that that February junior day or, or weekend for them was significant because, you know, obviously even more so now since things are shut down, they were able to have some guys on campus and gain some traction that they're able to carry over. And that's going to be the case for some of the guys that have committed um, like Tatum or maybe some guys that if they can get them some other targets, if they can get them to hold through the summer and into the actual football season that, that they need to wait because they need to, you know, have some guys see how they do this season on the field, need to stabilize things. A lot of guys out there that, that like South Carolina, that like the staff that have had positive experiences, but they do want to wait and see that. So I think it's, it's great for South Carolina that they've been able to get guys like Colton Gothier and, uh, you know, Nick Barrett and Bryce Steele and, and Trenelius Tatum with everything that's happened, certainly a positive that they've gotten some positive uh, traction on the trail. Are, are they red hot? No, uh, but I think they've done probably better than we anticipated going into this just to look at a big picture. Yeah, they, they really have. And I, I was thinking about that. I, I think they, they actually have been able to build a, a bit of momentum, man, which I, when you look at all the off the field stuff, as far as coronavirus stuff that's just out of their control and uh you know the, the season four and eight all the off the field stuff as far as um you know your president sort of uh something we, I mean we don't have to go all the way back into that but just that they've dealt with a lot I, I think so and some you know that's they can take blame for and some that's completely out of their control so to come back and sort of be able to put together that you can start to see the structure of what this class is going to be, I, I think, right now, which, you know, maybe if, even a couple months ago, we maybe weren't quite sure exactly what it was going to look like yet. So um, they're, they're selling the vision, selling the program to these kids, and um, so far it's working. A, a really good pairing, I, I think, like I said, with Bryce Steele and now Trenelius Tatum committed to South Carolina. And, and this is a kid, he's going to continue to blow up, man. Um, uh, you know, Chad – talked about the fact that Chad Simmons are, are uh, those who don't like really follow our stuff. By the way, if you don't really follow our stuff, right now we've got a free trial going on that gets you free, uh, complete access from now until August, absolutely free. Um, that's on the front page if you go to GamecockCentral.com. Uh, if you click to the link specifically for that, it'll automatically put the promotional code in there. Uh, but if for some reason it doesn't, it's just Gamecocks2020. So uh, you'll get this complete coverage. But one thing that we pointed out in that coverage was that, you know, Chad Simmons, Chris, was was there to watch uh, Stevenson High play earlier this year. And uh, Trenelius Tatum um, and his team were playing Stevenson. And Stevenson is a program that just is a perennial power as far as putting out prospects. Um, South Carolina, this is where Mike Davis – 2.0, you know, came from, um, you know, South Carolina has traditionally landed guys from Stevenson High, and, and they've traditionally put out guys all over the SEC. Well, 
Chad was there to watch Stevenson play. They've got like, of course, their five or six normal FBS guys. And he's like, who is this linebacker? Like, who is this dude? Um, sees him in pregame. He looks the part. And then the game starts and the kid has like 12, 13, whatever tackles, two sacks, is the best player on the field. And at the time, you know, the kid hadn't really done the camp circuit at all, didn't hit camps before this last season. This was September of his junior year. Well, you know, Chad puts out a tweet or whatever and says, hey, watch out for this dude. He, he looks the part. Georgia Tech evaluates him, pops in on him, and goes just all in on recruiting him. Then uh, after the season, see, the junior film gets out, and then November, December, he just blows up. He had 12 offers in December alone. Now he has 20, 25-plus offers right now from, you know, from some major schools. I would still say a bit under-recruited. Um, you know, a, a Georgia or an Auburn or an Alabama or a Florida hasn't – or, you know, those guys haven't quite hopped in yet. But I, um, I think it's a pretty cool story, sort of how it played out. And this is a guy that still – He's probably not underrated. I, I think Chad has him well-rated as a as a four-star guy. But Chad's point is that he's a bit undervalued right now in the recruiting world, I, I think, and that this kid probably doesn't quite know um, just how good he is yet. Like, I, I think – and I, I'm about to flip the film on that you can talk over top of it, Chris. But um, the, the kid, I, I think, is probably just – I mean, like you talked about, he's got upside – I think a lot of what he's doing right now is just that he's a natural athlete and has natural instincts. And um, it's probably, he's probably a bit surprised that all this is happening. And I, I think he's still just kind of new to the recruiting process and, and everything that's going on around him. Yeah. And I mean, that's another reason why the word, you know, just raw comes to mind. I mean, whether it's in, you know, it's maybe reflected a little bit in that offer list and that he's got some really quality offers. He's got a bunch of them, but some people have said, you know, where, where are the heavy hitters, you know? Um, and it's, this just looks like a, a pretty good evaluation by South Carolina and a guy that maybe uh, for a variety of reasons, just hasn't picked up a ton of tractions among schools. And that, that sometimes happens. I mean, uh, not not that Tatum's going to be as good as Sky Moore, but I mean Sky Moore couldn't even he he was in Fort Lauderdale and couldn't even get a Miami offer until the night before signing day. You know, it's not like Miami's been a bunch of world beaters lately either. And so uh, he was committed to Rutgers at one time. So you know the the point is, um, you know, and, and Sky was a four star guy. You know, you, you don't. It's not always reflected in your offer list. A lot of times it is, but not always. But um, you know, if you look at Tatum you know, the thing that really stands out is he doesn't take a lot of false steps. He is always around the football. I mean, he's, he's a tackling machine. They play against a lot of teams that are also sort of run heavy. So there's typically a lot going on at the line of scrimmage and he's able to pretty quickly sort through that. He times up his blitz as well. He can avoid blocks. He's a pretty savvy football player in that regard. And you see, I mean, he's not laying, you know, laying super heavy licks on guys but he's a sure tackler and he's always at the ball you don't see him getting caught out of position a lot or having to take false steps and, and chase things down he's he's really instinctive in that regard you know playing in the box yeah there, there's one play on here that I noticed and I, I'm hoping it's coming up where um he sniffs out the screen and um 
and, and isn't fooled at all and, and makes a great play on, on the, uh, on the running back. But that was something that I, I was very happy to see because you look at most of these clips and he's, he's allowed to be very aggressive in this scheme. He's allowed to sort of um, attack the line of scrimmage, you know, even when he's not blitzing per se, um, he's very aggressive and just hitting the hole and, and sort of trying to get into the backfield. And, and as you look at a lot of these, like you said, you look at a lot of these offenses, um, you're seeing a lot of zone read and, and, you know, option type stuff and, and not a lot of spread. You're not seeing them drop back into coverage a whole lot. So, um, so that's something that I think, you know, he'll, he'll have to develop in, in that area, but, it, but every prospect has areas they have to sort of work on and, and stuff with their skill set. But I think, like I said earlier, man, you, you look at Bryce Steele and you look at his film, he's out there, you know, covering a guy in the slot sometimes, carrying the running back on the wheel route, um, playing in space, playing in coverage. And, you know, I, I think once you once you get these two guys on the field together, I think you can just sort of scheme it up where you can use the skill set of, of one guy to, you know, to, and, and sort of match the defense with, with each of these guys. So um, I, I think there's a lot to like about him. I, I think, dude, you look – he, he already has a really nice frame and really good linebacker size. Um, he'll add to that, I, I think, but he's got the height. Um, he's got the, obviously he's a physical kid, toughness, gets off blocks. And, um, you know, this, this is a school, man, that just hasn't put out guys in the last decade or so. So he is still a little bit hidden, but I, I imagine, I mean, if you're South Carolina, I don't, I don't really think you're worried about how many other people haven't offered or, I don't think you're worried about the eval at all. I think it's a great evaluation. I, I think the big thing to watch with Tatum, dude, frankly, is just going to be do do the other schools come in and um, and offer him later on? Do, you know, does Georgia step in and offer? Does an Auburn step in and offer? And, and then what does that do to his recruitment? I I don't really have any concerns watching him about him as a player. I, I think the biggest thing for his recruitment is just going to be how much does this thing blow up down the road? And that's obviously something that uh, here you see another, you know, true uh, flex bone uh, type offense, triple option offense that he's playing against. But, but yeah, Chris, I, to me, how much does this kid blow up? Cause I think there's certainly the potential for that offer list to keep growing. Yeah. And this, is this that screen? Yep. This is it right here where he, but, yeah, I mean, th that is a question. We see that a lot. Sometimes it happens early where, you know, South Carolina's not always first on guys, but they, I think they do a good job of, of getting in early on some guys, and I think there's multiple reasons for that. But, um, you know, we, we've seen that story before where, where South Carolina offers a guy and then the guy ends up blowing up. Um, and it, I mean, heck, it happened with a couple offensive linemen in the last class. Remember Isaiah Walker and Javion Cohen, and these guys ended up signing with Florida and Alabama, respectively. Um, and, and Carolina had him committed at one time. But I mean, even after a guy commits, sometimes a guy committing is just sort of the start, you know, because then people go, okay, well, South Carolina took this guy, and, you know, maybe we need to take another look. Are we missing something? Um, and so that could certainly happen. I imagine there's going to be some coaches, you know, especially hold up right now in quarantine, reevaluating their board continuously and talking to other high school coaches and, you know, sort of doing a little opposition research. And so uh, that could certainly happen. But again, that, you know, you watch this film, there's a lot to like. 
you know, with, with what Tatum brings to the field. And so for now, you know, until further notice, this is just something that I think South Carolina could be hang their hat on and be quite happy about in terms of adding another good prospect to the, to the list. Wendy's is giving you a chance to win cash. Head to a participating Wendy's, snap a pic when you try the new homestyle French toast sticks, and post it on social using the hashtag Wendy's French Toast Stick Sweeps or log on to Wendy's French Toast Stick Sweeps.com. Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks are crispy on the outside, fluffy on the inside. They're so good, they're the best thing to ever happen to breakfast. No purchase necessary. See rules at Wendy's French toast stick sweeps.com. Sweepstakes end September 11th, 2022. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.